we celebrate today the solemnity of all the saints. At times, we are so used to seeing the statue of saints, the carvings about saints, and I, we, we think that they were superhumans. They weren't people who struggled through life and faith journey as we are doing, and at times it becomes difficult to associate ourselves and our own journey with them. But trust me, they were like us. They had their challenges. They had their difficulties. They had their weaknesses. And they had their sins. But they survived the great tribulation. They never gave up. Today we remember them because they have been what we are now. They have been travelers on a journey. They have been pilgrims like us. But they are travelers who have reached their final destination while we still make the journey. That is the difference. So now they can help us because they are closer to God. And as we make our journey and as we are on the way, they are the unseen silent helpers who intercede on our behalf. All of us are going to the same place. We are all traveling in the same direction of our true home in heaven. This is the place we all want to reach. But while they are already there, we are still on the journey. We look to them to learn how to reach our destination as fast as possible and without losing the way. We know that each of them has had a unique journey, but everyone can tell us something of what his or her journey has been. This will throw some light on what we are in our turn, could and should do in our own individual situations. Our first reading today tells us something about reaching our de destination. It shows us the urge crowd of those who are already there, a huge number, impossible to count, of people from every nation, every race, every tribe, and language. Could you imagine? The Hispanics were there. The Vietnamese were there. The Filipinos were there. The Anglos were there, the French were there, the Germans were there, the Africans were there. And so you are a potential citizen to God's kingdom. The Apostle John, who writes the book of Revelation, at first did not recognize all those people. He is told that these are the people who have been through the great persecution. When John was writing, he was experienced, he and the church were experiencing the great persecution. He himself was tortured. He himself was exiled. 
And on the island of Patmos, he had a vision to write about this, to encourage, to strengthen those who were being persecuted because of their faith. These are called the martyrs. And St. Augustine said, it is the blood of these people that became the foundation of the church. But among the great number of people that John saw are those who were serving God as his ministers. We can talk about popes, bishops, priests. There are some who gave their life to God in the religious order. There are some who studied the Bible for many years and were very wise in explaining God's message to the people. Some were missionaries in foreign lands, but hundreds of them were ordinary people like you and me. Men, women, young people, children who have now joined the angels worshiping God with these words. Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and strength to our God forever and ever. Amen. You may have a question in your mind. How do we also get there? Who goes to heaven? This is the question that today's psalm asks. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The mountain of the Lord means the place where God lives. It is his holy place. Who can be welcomed there? We get our answer from the same psalm, and it says, The men or women with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things. A person with clean hands is someone whose action is pleasing to God. The one with pure heart has no evil intentions. The plan of his heart are honest. He himself is straightforward. He desires not worthless things, things unworthy of a Christian because they are unworthy of God. Such a person, we are told, shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from God who saves us. So the saints whom we are honoring today have received their reward. They were people who seek the face of God, says the psalm. Now they see him face to face. Our second reading tells us something about this. We shall be like him. In other words, we shall be like God because we shall see him as he really is. Some of you may think it is wonderful to see those people who are there already in the presence of God. They are saints, but this is not something for me. I have all kinds of faults. I am hot-tempered. I get very angry. I get upset easily about things. I'm not always honest with other people. I'm not always faithful to my marriage partner. How do I become a saint? Me? Being in the presence of God with all the saints and angels? That is never possible. But let me tell you, that is possible. Heaven is not designed for some specially created people. Heaven is designed for all of us, good and bad. But whether good and bad, 
if we are determined and if we let our hearts be controlled by God and we lead the life that Christ has laid down for us, you will be there. By the passion, by the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, each one of us is a potential candidate of heaven. Each one of us. But whether we get there or not depends on you and it depends on me. God has made it possible. Free lunch for all. And he's inviting all of us to come. Whether I will embrace that invitation and respond accordingly is a different ball game. Because on this earth, if you choose, and of course God gives us our freedom to make those choices. And every choice we make goes with a responsibility. So if I choose on earth not to be with God, if I choose not to have anything to do with God, if I choose to be the king or the queen of my life, irrespective of what God wants me to do and stay away from God, how do I expect to spend my eternity with the one I rejected. This is a simple logic. If I don't want to be with God for this short period of time that he has given me, then I should know that there is no way I would like to spend eternity with God. It's not like God does not want to spend eternity with you, but I chose not to be with him. Dearly beloved, the truth is that it is possible for you and for me to reach the place where the saints have reached. Some of the great saints we are now honored by as were great sinners at first, but they were also great in their sorrow for their sin. They repented, they turned to God, and they did not let anything take them away from the goal of their journey. They had a focus and they walked directly towards that focus. The call to be a saint is not given only to a few lucky people. God calls each one of us to be holy. What is it to be a saint? In ordinary words, we can say that a saint is a friend of God. It is someone who from day to day walks with God. You remember some time ago, I say that we, the way to please God is this. You put your whole self into whatever you do. And you do all that you do to please God. This is the way to become a saint. To be holy is not something that we do ourselves. It is something that God does in us. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and our lives. But we have said it often. God does not work alone. The Holy Spirit will not make of us saint without our help. You know, St. Augustus said, God created us without our consent. Because I don't think I, I, I told God I want to be born before I realized I was on this earth. And neither of us was given the option to say whether we want to be born or not. We only realize we are here. So God created us without our consent. But he goes on to say, he isn't going to save us without our consent. 
So if the Lord is going to save each one of us, if the Holy Spirit is going to bring that inner transformation, that conversion in our lives, he needs our cooperation. He needs our consent. And so if we do not go to heaven, as I always say, do not what? Blame Jesus. And of course, do not blame me because I said it. The Holy Spirit gives us the help and expects us to cooperate so that our lives become pleasing to God. Dearly beloved, today as we honor the saints, we should be motivated that as they have reached their destination, you and I will one day be able to reach that destination. They face challenges as we are facing, but we have the food for the journey, the food that transforms us into what the Lord wants us to be, the Eucharist, as the food for our journey as pilgrims, so that one day, where the saints are, you and I will be there. God bless you. Amen.